Welcome to the Bloom and Grow podcast, where we share stories of those who have grown through grief and break down barriers that isolate us in those challenging parts of our lives. We know that time doesn't heal, but intention does. There isn't a before and after in grief, but we grow through it. Many days more difficult than others. The weight of grief doesn't get any lighter, but we can get better at carrying it. This podcast isn't just for those going through something sad or difficult, but it's also for those who know someone who is by sharing tips and perspectives in how to be a better support for our loved ones that are grieving. I'm your host, Liz Fidler, and thanks for blooming and growing with us. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bloom and Grow with Liz Fidler podcast. I am your host, Liz Fidler. Today, we are going to talk about navigating the holidays when you're going through grief. And I thought about putting this out right before Christmas, but honestly, I don't know. I just think that maybe doing it between Christmas and New Year is a better idea. Sometimes that anticipatory grief makes it a little bit worse. And I just think that maybe this will be just as helpful for those that are not actually grieving, but know someone who is just to get a little bit more of an insight of, yeah, we know we should be happy. We know we have a lot of things to be thankful for. And, you know, maybe you're acutely grieving and it's your first Christmas without a loved one, or maybe like me, it's your third Christmas without a loved one. And, you know, you, well, 2020, 2021, 22, 23. So it's actually my fourth Christmas. It's my fourth Christmas without Josh because he died December 9th. So yeah, this is going to be my fourth Christmas without him. And, you know, I'm not acutely grieving anymore. I'm really happy with my new family and how things are. And my girls are happy and we've got, you know, new traditions and all of that. But it's it's still just this bittersweet sadness. And I wish he was here and I wish he could have these happy moments because they are so happy. And it makes me sad that he's not here. We know that there is a really delicate process to get through the holidays while carrying the weight of grief, whether it's old grief, new grief. I've talked about it in previous episodes, but I imagine the weight of grief as it doesn't get any lighter, but we get better at carrying it. Okay, first, we are just given, you know, all of these things to carry and we just carry them in our hands. And then, okay, we go and get a Target bag for every single one of them. And then we have a plastic bag to put them all in and we're carrying 10 or 20 bags around. And then we think, okay, let's let's get a duffel bag. So now we get a couple duffel bags and we're strapped to these duffel bags are strapped to us. And eventually we're like, you know, I want a rolly suitcase. I want to put this weight of my grief into a rolling suitcase. That makes a lot more sense. So then you do that. And then eventually, once in a while, you know, someone says, hey, do you want me to carry that for you for a little while? Yes, please take it. And so the weight doesn't get any different. It's still our responsibility. You know, we can let other people carry it a little bit, but it's still ours, but we get better at carrying it. Okay. So for me, the first thing that I am going to recommend, and I'm going to give five tips for helping you get through your grief in the holiday. And the very first one is acknowledge your feelings. The holidays can be an emotional minefield for those are grieving and just navigating through them, acknowledging how complex your emotions are. I mean, grief is not linear. And during this time, feelings of sadness, nostalgia, even fleeting moments of joy can intensify. And 
It's crucial to create a safe space for yourself, allowing these emotions to surface and acknowledging that it's okay not to be okay, especially during the holiday season. So just just be honest with yourself and just know that it's it's okay to acknowledge those feelings or, you know, if you're like, "Hey, I'm 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 actually surprisingly happy right now." Okay, that's okay. Or, you know what? I'm just I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a sad mood. I'm angry. Like I need a moment or I need a day or quit trying to cheer me up and just just let me be and that's okay too. The next tip that I'm going to suggest and you might not be ready for it if it's your first or second holiday without your loved one or in your new normal. Maybe this episode is going to really resonate with that person who is going through a divorce and you don't have your kids for Christmas because they're at their dad's or their mom's house and you have to split your kids and you have to split holidays. So what is your new tradition? So creating new traditions. Instead of attempting to replicate past celebrations, which can be very painful, I have discovered, I have found some solace in establishing new traditions. So these become opportunities for healing and finding joy in the present. So, you know, I decorate a memory tree with Josh's ornaments and that symbolizes, you know, the moments we had and we try to incorporate some of his favorite holiday recipes into meals and, you know, we can honor his memory in a way that feels authentic and feels comforting but the first couple of years after he died, we went and we got a real Christmas tree because that's what Josh and I did every year was we went and got a real Christmas tree, cut it down, brought it back here. We took the blue truck. It was this whole thing. And we did it the first couple of years with Vidalia and we did it a couple of weeks before he died. And so then that first year after he passed away, you know, I was dating Brent. We were pretty newly dating. Davy was only, I think she was, you know, what, five months, four months old, something like that. And you know, I was like, well, we have to do this. This is our tradition. And I like a real tree, but I don't like the mess. And I don't, you know, it just, it felt, it wasn't a very happy thing to do. And it was like, okay, well, why are, why are we doing this? Are we doing this because Josh loved doing this? Is this something that, you know, we have to do? And Josh and I always did it Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, we did it the whole time we were dating. We did it for five or six years. No, more than that, because it was it would have been 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Okay, we did it for nine years because we were married for six and a half years and we were together before that. We had eight Christmases together. He died right before the ninth one, but we already had our tree because, you know, our tree was up when he died. And so just acknowledging that, you know, maybe you need a new tradition and maybe the tradition is to light their candle at Christmas time. Or maybe it's, yeah, like I said, the ornament, the tree. We have a special tree with just Josh's ornaments and we cook certain certain recipes that were his favorite. That's what we cook. But I'm not going to tell myself that, okay, we have to always do things the way we did with Josh. We have to watch Christmas Vacation on repeat 14 times the day after Thanksgiving because that's what Josh did. He put in the DVD and just let it be on repeat we don't have to do that. Like it, It's cool, but we don't have to do that the day after Thanksgiving if that's not what we want to do. So my next tip is prioritizing self-care. And I kind of hate the phrase self-care because it indicates that, you know, unless you're actively doing self-care, it doesn't count. Like maybe you should just incorporate taking good care of yourself all the time rather than making it like a nap or a bath or 
an event that you have to reward yourself with. But I do think that, you know, even with all of the normal holiday hustle, how you prioritize it. So during the holidays, it's so easy to succumb to the societal expectations and pressures and, you know, not taking care of yourself. But it's kind of non-negotiable to me to pick what I need and take care of myself. So This could be setting aside quiet moments for personal reflection, keeping up with those activities that bring you comfort, or even seeking professional support when you need it. Go see see a therapist. I love Pam. Pam's my therapist. She's awesome. But just by recognizing and honoring your own needs, I found the strength to navigate the season just being more resilient and having a compassion for myself. I also, you know, with that self-care, I also know my limits. I didn't get around to sending out Christmas cards and I just didn't send them and it's fine. I don't do the elf on the shelf because, you know, and my kid keeps asking, why don't we have an elf? And I'm like, well, because those kids are naughty and Santa sends an elf to watch out for them. You're on the good list. She's like, oh, like, yeah. And she is actually a really, really well-behaved rule follower. And so I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Santa just doesn't think that you're that you need an elf because you're well-behaved, um, which maybe that's a little bit of a little sneaky, but what else do I say? And so I just know me and that's going to add stress and I'm not doing it. And I have yet to talk to anyone that doesn't complain about the elf. I'm not kidding. They post about it on Facebook. When I see them, they're like, oh my God, I got to move this stupid elf. And they're just angry about it. And I'm like, nope, I don't have room in my life for that. I'm, I'm not going to willingly bring that stress well, the kids love it and it's fun. Well, they can love other things. My kids are definitely not lacking for love or attention or fun in their life. And they don't, you know, they, they have what they need. They are happy children. And yeah, maybe the elf would make them happy. But if it makes me unhappy or stressed out, that also is detrimental to their well-being. So just I've decided not to do the elf. So that's part of my self-care. Okay, we're going to pause this episode. I want you, when I'm done talking, don't hit pause right now because you won't know what to do. But as soon as I'm done talking, I want you to hit pause and I want you to go into this episode and I would love if you would rate this show with a five-star rating because that is how podcasts are successful. The algorithm, what the, you know, wherever you listen, the platform of maybe it's Spotify, maybe it's Apple, maybe it's Amazon, they can keep track of what episodes have a lot of downloads. And that's where, you know, if some people are liking it, they assume other people are going to like it because they want people using their streaming service. So if you are enjoying this, go and rate us, please, please, please. Shows with a higher rating get pushed out more because they think, well, if these people like it, other people will like it. Plus, if you're looking for a show to listen to and you're like, oh, well, it has four two-star ratings. I don't think I'm going to do that one. But if it has a hundred five-star ratings, yeah, more likelihood of listening. So it would really mean a lot to us if you could just hit pause, go and give us a rating, and then come back and finish listening. Thank you so much. The next tip is seeking support from others. So for those who haven't experienced grief firsthand, but want to support someone from the holidays, you know, this is this is the advice I want to give. So support from others is so invaluable. You know, sometimes it's just being present, offering a listening ear without judgment and acknowledging the pain that someone is feeling, not trying to fix them, 
but just letting them be, letting them be in the space they're in, letting them be in the mood that they're in. Simple gestures like sending a heartfelt card, a thoughtful text, or an invitation to share a meal can provide such immeasurable comfort. Creating an open and non-judgmental space for the grieving person to express their feelings is such a precious gift that fosters connection and understanding. I'm so appreciative of the people that are, you know, just just let me be and they just they just let it happen. And then the last tip that I give is honoring your loved one's memory. So we kind of talked about this in the in the, you know, new traditions, but for me it's it's such a, you know, integral part of it, but playing his favorite music, sharing stories about him with my children or just including a special ornament on the tree. Like I said, we have we have a tree with all of Josh's ornaments on it. But these intentional acts just allow us to feel his presence and continue to include him in our festivities and a way to keep his memory alive and maintain a connection with him in the holiday season. I have one of my one of my close friends, Tiffany, and I say close friend in the fact that like in the last five years, I bet we've seen each other five or six times and we live 20 minutes apart. But when we do text each other, when we do need each other, like she's just there. And honestly, like she's one of those phone call friends. If I ever go to jail, like she'd be someone that I just like, there'd be no judgment. There'd be no question asked. And you know, if I did something, she'd be like, well, they probably deserved it. Like she's just the most hype girl, not even hype girl, but just unwavering support. Like you've seen that meme where you walk in and someone is dancing crazy and they just like start dancing. They're like, I don't know why we're dancing, but okay. Or, you know, like, I don't know why we hate that person, but okay, I guess we hate that person or whatever. And I don't hold hate in my heart for anyone, but you know what I mean? But she gave me the coolest gift after Josh passed away. And at the time I was like, oh God, I'm not ready to read that. But now we set it out every Christmas and it is such a beautiful thing. So I'm going to read it to you guys. And it says, I'm spending Christmas with Jesus this year. I see the countless Christmas trees around the world below with tiny lights like heaven stars reflecting on the snow. The sight so spectacular, please wipe away those tears for I'm spending Christmas with Jesus Christ this year. Oh, I hear many Christmas songs that many people hold so dear but the sound of music can't compare with the Christmas choir up here. There are no words to tell you the joy their voices bring, for it is beyond descriptions to hear the angels sing. I know how much you miss me. I see the pain in your hearts, but just remember I'm spending Christmas with Christ this year, so we are not too far apart. I can't tell you of the splendor or the peace here in this place. Can you just imagine Christmas with our Savior face to face? I'll ask him to light your spirit, as I tell him of your love. So then pray for one another as you lift your eyes above. Please let your heart be joyful and let your Christmas sing for I'm spending Christmas in heaven and I'm walking with our King. And it has a picture of Josh and I and Vidalia, but having this sit out every Christmas is just, it's, it's so comforting. And, you know, she obviously got this poem off the internet and printed it off. And it's like this handmade, adorable scrapbooking thing and it's it's just I love it and it was such a kind gift because it's something that we can set out every year and it's a reason to talk about him and we bring him up naturally but it's not one of those things that you know feels forced and if someone sees it they can comment on it and you know it's it's also nice to like 
have a natural way to bring him up in the conversation with the girls. Because sometimes it's, this is going to sound weird, but sometimes the pressure of keeping your loved ones alive, especially during the holidays, if you are newly grieving and you're trying to figure out how to do that, I promise it gets more clear. I'm not going to say it's easier, but it, it gets more clear on what brings you comfort and what doesn't, what traditions are forced, which ones aren't. I saw it with my husband when his mom passed away. It had been a year and a half since she had passed away. And there were so many things that he would insist on doing because of his mom and because of what they used to do and because of you know different ways he was trying so hard to keep her memory alive and present. And, you know, I saw it with him and his sisters and I I just, I went with it. I went with all of it, but definitely over time he figured out which traditions he enjoyed and which ones brought him stress. And sometimes, you know, the stress of trying to keep your loved one alive is not, it's not worth the little moments of joy that it brings for the certain traditions. I'm not saying don't try it. I'm not saying don't do it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you don't have to do all of it and you'll find the things that bring you joy. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, it's work kind of, I mean, how to constantly bring him up to my daughters. Um, I love those ways that it just naturally is there as a reminder because, you know, I, I find that if I don't tell a story about him, you know, I used to try to tell a story every single night to my daughters about their dad, but that's not real life to have that be the bedtime story. And it's, it's, we're busy. We don't tell bedtime stories every night, you know, we're playing games or whatever. And I don't want them to miss out on, they're fun, you know, what the childhood is be because like, oh, nope, it's seven o'clock. We have to stop what we're doing and we have to go do a daddy story. I know that probably sounds terrible. Like, why wouldn't you continue doing that? But it's it's not, they, they enjoy it. They love hearing about him, but not if it's forced, not if they're missing out on other things that would be perceived to be a normal childhood. And so I just want to find those Christmas traditions and those natural ways to introducing him into their life so that I can keep his memory alive without, you know, making sure that we have to do the old traditions, but it's just finding those new ones. So if you are struggling with it, I promise it'll get more clear on how you will go forward honoring your loved one and not forgetting about them. And there's always an empty seat. There's always an empty seat at the table. You know, some people put a chair and have an empty chair and it says, you know, we know you'd be here today if heaven wasn't so far away or whatever. And if that empty chair makes you feel good, great. We drink Josh wine on Christmas at my parents' house and we don't really talk about him much anymore. I mean, we do. We do. We bring him up and, you know, before we pray, we say, you know, God bless Josh and we miss him. But I don't know. It's just that you find those ways to do it. But, you know, the first few years, we definitely, you know, intentionally, okay, we got to make sure we talk about Josh or Liz is going to get upset because they know that I do want to talk about him. And now it's just, it's just okay. It's whatever. I don't make pause to have to talk about him, but, you know, I know that they're thinking about him. And I just hope that sometimes the only tip I can give you is just get through it. Time's going to pass. You'll feel better when it's over. I don't know. And I wish I could say, oh, just just bring some joy. You, You don't have to force joy if you don't want to. Just whatever season you're in. Thank you for listening. And I really hope that this episode was helpful in some way. Thank you for listening to the Bloom and Grow with Liz Fiddler podcast. You can find us at bloomandgrow.llc on Instagram and Bloom and Grow with Liz Fiddler on Facebook. 
We're always looking for stories of those who have gone through the trenches of grief and found a way to keep blooming and growing through it. So if you have an idea for an episode, please send us an email, liz at sunnymarymeadow.com and tell us what you think. You can also go to our website, www.bloomandgrowwithliz.com and sign up for our email list. You'll find all of that information in the episode notes. Thanks for being here. Bloom and grow. Bloom and grow.